Papua New Guineans were due to launch into the election period from this weekend, counting down to the polling in the middle of July. But the issuing of writs was delayed on Thursday after the death of Deputy Prime Minister Sam Basil in a car accident on Wednesday night. The delay is to allow for a state funeral and for Mr Basil's party to reorganise itself. Michael Kabuni is a political scientist with the University of PNG and he has been keeping us informed about developments leading up to the poll. But in a conversation with Don Wiseman, he began by talking about Sam Basil and his legacy. Sam Basil is a very important figure in PNG politics in the last three or four terms. Yeah, he's, he's been there for a long time, but he, he also held senior portfolios. And the last one was the deputy prime minister's position. And this election, he was was actually planning of becoming a prime minister. He formed a new political party and took several of the members of parliament from uh, different political parties. He also endorsed his candidates and he was looking forward to nominate himself when the reach opened. So... You know, it's a big loss for, for Papua New Guinea uh, with someone of his experience uh, and, and also he's been a dominant player in, in PNG politics as well. So he's still pretty young. He is, he is. He, when, when you talk about the new brand of pol- uh, politics in PNG, the likes of Brian Kramer, Gary Jufa, Alan Baird, uh, it actually started with Sam Basil. The Sam Basil before 2017, when he eventually moved over to join Peter only was very vibrant. And uh, later on, you had Gary Jufa, Brian Kramer, and Alan Bed. But before them, it was Sam Basil. Uh, nominations have opened now. There are normally several thousand people that enroll mm. to, to challenge in this election and most of them disappear without a trace, don't they? Fairly, fairly quickly in the election period. Are you expecting even bigger numbers this time round or what? Well, the estimate is around 4,000. I think it was reported a, a week ago. But we'll, we'll know the real numbers by the end of next week, uh, the total number, but it might be between three and 4,000. Last time you and I spoke, we were talking about the possibility of reserved seats for women and the likelihood that these seven new seats were going to be established, that they've gone ahead and they've done that. But is it a mess? Have they made a mess of that? These districts that have sort of been pulled from nowhere, what impact will that have? Yeah, I mean, already issue of rich was delayed by two weeks and that's because of the creation of the seven new uh, new districts seven new seats the ballot papers already printed before the government or the parliament created uh, seven new seats so they had to destroy the ballot papers and then reprint them again and that's why it was said so you know the impact already started then there are a few other impacts there will be, you know, extra uh, responsibility on, on the electoral commission's part to deal with uh, seven new districts. We really don't know how these voters will behave in, in the seven new districts because it's just one month before the election, less than one month. And there are, you know, few observations that take place, a lot of confusion between districts that for years voters have been voting 
Ambe Seven District now that it's been split into two districts. So yeah, there are a lot of uncertainties. And one of the points that the opposition has raised was, you know, these districts were not not budgeted for. So by mid twenty twenty two, we'll have seven new MPs coming in, and and for seven new districts that were not budgeted for in the last budget end of last year so government will have to find money from somewhere and that will disrupt a lot of priorities that they have been budgeted for so there's a lot of things and and the opposition started a court case that's what was reported we don't know how that will work out because they are arguing that districts were created based on faulty data and they, they have a point because the census that was conducted in 2011, the National Statistics Office and the government both acknowledged that it was not accurate, uh, but then the parliament relied on their data to create the seven new uh, districts. So it's interesting how the court will rule on that. If the court rules that you need a accurate or a good estimate of data uh, to be able to calculate which district qualifies to be split into two, uh, then it will be a big setback because you already have candidates contesting if the court rules, you know, the creation of those those seats as unconstitutional or illegal and rules it invalid.